Hey, Hainas fans. This episode might contain scenes that include violence and sensitive details, some of which are reenacted for an immersive audio experience. Sounds may seem like it's coming from the left, right, or behind you. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Nine people have been murdered, but they don't know this yet. On the 24th of October, 2017, no one knew anything except that Aiko Tamura hadn't contacted her brother for three days. While it wasn't unusual for a 20-year-old to be living independently, Aiko Tamura had suffered from depression growing up. So, just to be sure of her well-being, her brother would keep in touch with her every day. Worried and concerned about Aiko, her brother logged into her Twitter account. Let's see. Her brother might have thought as he opened all of Aiko's threats one by one. With each threat, he found an account that appeared over and over again. An account with the handle Hanging Pro. He clicked on it. Oh god. Her brother might have whispered unknowingly as he couldn't stop reading. I want to spread my knowledge in hanging. I really want to become the source of strength for everyone who is in pain. If you are at a dead end, please consult me. Aiko's brother looked down at the hashtags, hashtag suicide recruitment. That day, he would have posted on his sister's Twitter feed, indicating his identity and hoped that someone who knew Hanging Pro would help him. He might have then gone to bed only to wake up in a nightmare for the next few weeks because the post would trigger a message back, leading to an undercover operation to discover the bodies of nine victims on Halloween in a house owned by The Hanging Pro. In the horror house of Takahiro Shiraishi, where they found his sister's remains. This is Heinous, an Asian true crime podcast brought to you by MediaCorp and produced by 1UP Media. Japan is considered as one of the safest countries in the world. Criminal activity is actually on par, if not lower than Singapore's. The main reason for the low crime rate in the country is due to its strict laws and the efficiency of its police force. While crime in Japan is rare, it does happen time to time. On average, homicide rates are measured by cases per 100,000. Over the past 20 years, homicide rates in Japan have been gradually declining. From 0.5 cases per 100,000 in 2001, it fell to 0.3 cases per 100,000 in 2020. So, Japan seems to be extremely safe when you compare it to a country like El Salvador, with the highest homicide rate in the world at a staggering 52 per 100,000. You would think, with the advent of technology, it would be harder for criminals to hide in the shadows. Because over the years, there has been a massive advancement in modern forensic technology. Forensic scientists can now sequence a DNA sample and identify traits of a suspect, 
including hair, eye, and skin color. It can even predict age and biological background. But this didn't stop Takahiro Shiraishi. In fact, he would go on to make history by proving that while technology would bring criminals out into the open, so will it bring victims. A high school girl might have been lying in bed with her head pressed flat against the pillow. Her eyes were soaking and her mind was in pain. She was recalling all the threats, insults and name-calling in her classroom. She felt the bruises on her arms and back that she had endured in the walkways of her high school. She felt all alone, isolated from her classmates. She might have turned on her back, wiped her tears and pulled out her phone to post on Twitter. I'm at a dead end life. Why does existing hurt so much? She posted. She looked over and realized she had received a direct message. Let's die together. The girl might have stopped crying, her mind racing. Finally, my pain can stop. According to the records, Takahiro Shiraishi's victims were mainly women and fairly diverse in age, from as low as 15 to 26. But they would all have one thing in common, appearing suicidal on Twitter. Suicide rates in Japan have been declining across the past 20 years, from 25 per 100,000 people to about 15 right before COVID. That still puts them at about 50% higher than a world average of 9. The reason behind the high suicide rates varies by age groups and are diverse. Amongst the young, bullying in school is often the reason, while among the older, it could be isolation or overwork. But because suicide is more prevalent in Japan, it seeps into many aspects of the local culture. From Aokigahara, a forest nicknamed the Suicide Forest, to a book titled The Complete Manual of Suicide. Naturally, suicide finds its way onto the World Wide Web as well, particularly onto Twitter, which is Japan's most popular social media site. About 50% of Japanese people use Twitter every month. That's about 60 million monthly users. And one such user was the Hanging Pro, a man named Takahiro Shiraishi who would successfully message potential suicide victims to meet. A skill he had honed over a year ago working in Shinjuku, Tokyo. Takahiro might have been seated by the bar in Kabukicho. Despite how brightly lit the streets were, his eyes were peeled on the lookout for models. Given the opportunity, Takahiro might have identified someone with light, flawless skin, large eyes, and double eyelids. The girl would have a slim, petite figure, slender legs, and a quiet personality. But that was if Takahiro was given the opportunity. Instead, he might have settled for finding a desire in their eyes, a desire to be noticed, and an attire that reflected this ambition. Specifically, he sought out women in miniskirts and tight clothing who found themselves walking on the wrong side of Kabukicho. He was looking for porn models. When Takahiro Shiraishi was caught, it came as a huge surprise to many people. Firstly to his ex, a lady who had cohabited with him just a year ago in 2016, would describe him as a gentle character who was never angry with women. In fact, when she wanted to break up with him, 
There was no violence. Instead, he hugged her and begged her not to go. Secondly, to his neighbours. His current neighbours would describe him as a cheerful, kind and polite man, while those who knew him when he was younger would say he was a quiet child who was able to socialise with neighbours. This wasn't hard to believe because Takahiro Shiraishi seemed to have all the makings of an ordinary person. He was born in Zama, a city located in Kanagawa Prefecture, Japan, and famous for its sunflower festivals and fields. He had a seemingly wholesome family growing up, with parents and a younger sister. While his grades were not stellar, he was often called a conscientious student by his teachers, who claimed he never missed a day of school. Takahiro also participated in student life, joining his junior high's baseball team as a freshman and then the track team as a senior. Everything progressed ordinarily, even when he started his new high school in Yokohama. But at age 16, things started falling apart. His parents got a divorce and his mother moved out with his four-year-old sister. His father would also have less time for him as he opened a car modification factory to make ends meet. This would have taken a toll on Takahiro. And at age 18, after graduating, he didn't pursue further education and began working odd jobs. He would spend the next seven years working in supermarkets, food factories, and even for his father before the beginning of 2015 when an acquaintance offered him a job that would pay more than he had ever gotten before. He would be a scout for pornographic services at Kabukicho, Shinjuku district in Tokyo, an entertainment district best known for its adult-oriented nightlife. It was here that he cut his teeth at identifying women who were most desperate for spare cash, and here that he would practice convincing women to accompany guests to the bar and to massage at parlours. So dedicated was he to practicing this craft that people who frequented Kabukicho started noticing and even posting about him on Twitter. Creepy scalp. Watch out for this scalp. Takahiro is an ambitious, dangerous man who is capable of betrayal. Hey Heinous fans. A lot of hard work and effort has been put in to make these episodes. If you enjoyed it as much as we did, we would love it if you could give us a 5-star rating on Spotify just to keep the fire burning. Not to worry, you won't miss a thing. Thank you so much. Now back to the show. But as Takahiro dived deeper into the industry, he would learn that the real money wasn't in convincing girls but in duping them, and he set his sights on Suchura City in Ibariki Prefecture, a stone's throw away from Tokyo. The sex industry in Japan is complicated and polarizing. Despite prostitution being illegal since 1956, some estimates value the industry as high as 24 billion US dollars which is equivalent to every Japanese person spending about 200 US dollars a year. The astounding market value is fueled by loose enforcement of the Prostitution Prevention Law, which allowed the birth of soaplands. Soaplands operate as private bathhouses on legal premises, which allow time for patrons to enter and bathe with the soap girls inside. Because they have spent time together, it is understood 
that both have embarked on a free love relationship, meaning that they've fallen in love. The law allows all acts, including sex, as long as both parties agree that they are in love. Of course, love in this case is a consensual transaction of cash from patron to soap girl, with some sessions costing as much as $1,200. So there was tons of money to be made, and Takahiro would have understood that as well. And yet, despite the looseness of the law, Takahiro's greed would get the better of him. It was early 2017, and Takahiro might have been heading over from Tokyo to Ibaraki, followed by a girl. How much money will we make? The girl might have asked. What's your day job? He could have replied, A cashier. Takahiro looked at the train map as they approached their destination. Well, you might make more than your month's wages tonight alone. The girl might have walked out excitedly behind Takahiro, thinking to herself, A month's wages? Wow. And all I have to do is entertain some lonely man tonight. This is going to be easy. Evening came, and Takahiro was walking with the girl. Are you ready to make some money? He might have asked. She followed him. They came to a soap land. Wait a minute. She might have thought. I thought we're going to a bar. He ushered her in and they found themselves cramped up beside a bunch of men twitching and whispering to each other. Their eyes slid down from her face to her legs. Her stomach sank. She knew something was wrong. Tonight wasn't gonna be one of those usual nights of pleasantries and flirtatious laughter. Instead, she was likely being pressed aggressively into prostitution. While the records were unclear on the specifics of what happened, it was clear to the eyes of the law that Takahiro had tricked a young woman into non-consensual sexual services in early 2017. And for this, he was handed a suspended jail sentence. As Takahiro heard the verdict, he might have felt a loneliness creeping in as dark thoughts flooded his mind. Why do I feel so empty inside? This feeling would have followed Takahiro from the courtroom back to his home and even when he faced his father. Are you alright, son? There was no reply. Takahiro's father noticed his son looking blankly at the wall as his eyes started to glimmer. Hey, Dad, I don't know why I'm alive. In June 2017, Takahiro Shiraishi was reported to have showed signs of suicidal tendencies when he uttered this sentence to his father. But in that split second, Takahiro Shiraishi might have discovered his life's purpose and headed up to his room. He would sit in front of his computer and log on to Twitter, except this time, he wouldn't be logging into his account. Takahiro would have clicked sign up with phone or email and began creating another account. Hanging Pro, he typed. On the account, he would upload an avatar of an anime man with red abrasions and scars all over his neck and wrist. 
he would also be wearing a noose as a necktie. He would then repeat the process again, creating another account loosely named I Want to Die. With the first account, he would assume the role of a master at suicide, a beacon of hope to those afraid to kill themselves. While on the second account, he would assume the role of a victim to life, ready to kill himself and vanish from the world completely. Takahiro Shiraishi logged onto Hanging Pro and might have searched for suicide. He scrolled through several posts before stumbling on an account that intrigued him. The account of Mizuki Miura, aged 21 years old. He started typing a direct message before he hit send. In the next episode, we'll learn about Takahiro's modus operandi, starting with his first victim, Mizuki Miura, and the aftermath of his actions in Japan. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Heinous, an Asian true crime podcast brought to you by Mediacorp and produced by 1UP Media. If you would like to share some feedback or suggest other cases that you would like us to cover, you can reach out to us via email at heinous at oneupmediapodcast.com or through our Instagram or TikTok page at heinous underscore oneupmedia. This episode of Heinous was researched, produced, and written by Yo Gong Jin, with audio engineering by Ethan Sam. Special thanks as well to executive producers Danny Cordy and Barry Toh from Mediacorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Heinous. Heinous.